1: everybody, welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is episode 19. I'm Zach Brittle, here with Laura Heck. Today we're talking about the secret to a happy, healthy marriage. Um, and I'm excited about it. I'll start it with a conversation I had with a dude in the pool in Mexico, where I was last week, but now I'm back. Hey, how's it going?
2: Oh, you know, just... Uh, I...
1: Okay, you need to dial your energy up a little <laughs> bit because you're already boring me.
2: You know why? Um, Oh, you want to start again? All right, let's start again.
1: No, no, this is fine. I think everybody should appreciate that sometimes you need correction.
2: (laughs) Okay, the reason is because you just sent me two pictures of your nasty, injured finger, and I told you specifically not to send me those pictures. I don't do well.
1: I know. I'm a good friend, though.
2: Are you? Are you? Now you're smarter. Are you a good friend, though?
1: Hey, here's the thing. So I have a mallet finger for everybody who's interested which means I broke the tendon on the back of my my finger, my knuckle. And if you go to Wikipedia right now and you type in mallet finger, you can see a photo of my finger. <laughs> yeah. I am the featured fit photo on the mallet finger Wikipedia page. Are
2: you really? You're such an attention whore. You know what? When you have an IMDb, I'm going to link it to your Wikipedia page.
1: Right on. Yeah. You know who has an IMDb? Your daughter. My kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, did you miss me last week?
2: I did not, but I'm glad you okay. checked in. It was nice doing a solo show. I'm kind of curious what yeah. people thought about the solo show. They' still downloaded it, so that's great cool yeah uh,
1: i was at, I was in Cabo San Lucas. did you know that? I was aware yeah. yeah, thank you and I'm the first day I'm there, I'm standing in the pool, and I'm talking to this guy. He's a real estate agent from Los Angeles, and we're just. We're just kind of getting to know each other and talking about how cute his kid is. And we're talking about whatever. and
2: Whatever the dads bo- talk about with their dad yeah, bods. Yeah, whatever.
1: We tell jokes. Yeah.
2: And their <laughs> dad t- jokes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, he asked me what I do. And I say, well, I'm a, I'm a marriage therapist. I'm a couples therapist. And does this happen to you? He said, so have you been analyzing me and my wife for the last 20 minutes?
2: All the time.
1: And I said, well, it depends. Have you been trying to sell me a house in LA for the last 20 minutes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did that go over well? Did you get some yeah. jokes, a little he laughter it. out of him? He okay. liked
1: it and, we, and we, we solved it. But we were friends the whole week and um, it, it brings me up to, you already know this, what I want to talk about because he kind of asked me, and I think this happens a lot too, like what's the secret? Like how does it work? How does, how do you, what, do you, what have we learned about the secret to a happy marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about that today.
2: It's a little bit of a burden and it's kind of a joke that couples therapists have that when we're on an airplane, the last thing that we share that we do when they say, what do you do for a living? And you know, you're going to be stuck on this flight for the next four hours, smushed up against the window is you never say I'm a couples therapist ever, Yeah. ever. What do you say?
1: I say I'm a research analyst with ESPN.
2: Oh, I would, I would be curious about that job. I would ask you about it. Then you have to make up lies.
1: One time I did that and this guy goes, oh, really? My cousin's a research analyst at ESPN. (laughs) Um, Do you know so-and-so? And And I just went, nope, I don't. I lied. I totally lied. I'm a couples (laughs) therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, I see that. Okay. I see what you did there. You know? Uh uh Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Because everybody wants to know about, they're like, oh, gosh, I've got so many questions for you.
1: Or they want to know your stories.
2: Oh, well, yeah, exactly. You got
1: any crazy stories? I'm like, um, yeah.
2: Ooh, when somebody tells me they're an ER nurse, I'm like, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me (laughs) all the nasty things that come through the ER. But um, it is true. The question of like, what's the secret if I only have 10 minutes with you and this is free airtime. So what are you going to tell me? Do not take your splint off of that mallet finger.
1: Oh, I did. I I
2: don't want to see it. I don't want to see it.
1: Um, I'm not going to show it to you. I just Thank took you. it off because it's. I need it to breathe a little bit. Um, I think the secret, honestly, it depends on who you ask. And um, you know, as a certified Gottman therapist, we have a, a sort of uh, exposure to really the the leader in research based marriage therapy. And what's interesting about him is that he has two secrets. So it's mm-hmm. not only it's not only who you the ask. Secret. I guess it's it's when you ask. <laughs> Um, so I think we can start maybe start there with his two with the two secrets that he has
2: yeah well the one I really like and I keep coming back to it is the idea that the secret to a really healthy happy marriage is to be your partner's biggest cheerleader with their dreams to make your partner's dreams come true and to really be open and supportive of your partner's dreams and I love that and I say that Often, two couples,
1: yeah, it's certainly one of john's uh, John's main main pushes. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, even more specific, he would say that the secret is to honor your wife's dreams um, mm-hmm. without i mean without being too lopsided. It really is about empowering um, in particularly a patriarchal society the the woman to feel like she's an equal partner and and that she has value and that her dreams matter. Um, mm-hmm. He tells this one story about being in a boardroom in New York city when he was trying to work on the marketing with for his, um, his book, the seven principles for making marriage work. And I, I know the book, this yeah. guy goes, what's the secret. And he says exactly that. He says, the secret is honor your wife's dreams. And the way John tells it is the guy got up without saying a word, got, you know, packed up his things, went home and immediately checked in with his wife and said, how, how do I do this with you? Um, mm-hmm. and so it's a cool, I like it a lot. And I think it's a cool, um, it's a, it's a really, I think it's important. Yeah. You ought to be honoring each other's dreams and particularly men, you should be finding out what your wife's dreams are and, and chasing them down with her.
2: Yeah. I, I really like that one in particular. And I see a lot in Salt Lake city, Utah, in particular, you know, moving from Seattle and seeing clients in Seattle and then moving to Salt Lake is that there is an, a little bit of an element of women almost uh, forgetting their own dreams or mm. putting their own dreams aside Um, or being more concerned about making their husband and their children's dreams true and come true than Mm. thinking about what their own dreams are. And so I find a lot of women in particular not even having dreams, not even being able to articulate what their dreams might be for themselves. They have dreams for other people, and they have dreams for supporting their partner, but not necessarily for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see that a lot too. Yeah. Um, However, um, if you read through a lot of John's stuff, you'll find a second sort of secret And it's probably one that I prefer just in the way that I tend to operate in my own marriages, um, kind of this notion of small things often, Mm
0: -hmm. like doing
1: lots and lots of small positive things, um, rather than sometimes these big grand gestures, but really building trust and, and, and reinforcing commitment through, um, just showing up every day and showing Mm -hmm. up on purpose and, and, uh. You know, whether it's taking out the trash or just kissing goodnight or saying good morning, or whatever. Um, I'm really a fan of helping people, sort of, or or encouraging people to load up the bank with pennies. Um, yeah. Instead of like, I mean, that's really where the equity comes from. Is is really just kind of taking lots and lots and lots and lots of pennies and putting them in a in a jar so that you can weather some of the challenges that come over a lifetime.
2: Yeah. The kind of the way I think about that is if uh, you can either you know buy your wife a diamond ring, uh, which can be several thousand dollars, or you can just take the garbage out every day. It's your choice, whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. you prefer. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like Zach, I mean, you you said you don't do the big gestures for Valentine's Day, so you just must be taking the garbage out often.
1: Well, I'm a dish guy. I clean the dishes a lot.
2: Well, you do the dishes? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I actually read a statistic recently, um, and it said, gosh, I'm going to butcher it, but it basically said, Men who men who do housework are in healthier relationships. Yeah. There is a direct correlation to men who are showing up and doing housework.
1: Mm-hmm. They also have how, more sex.
2: Oh, huh, That's what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I like it. In part because, like
1: in part because, and this is a different topic for a different podcast. But a lot of what keeps women, in particular, from feeling available to sex is the the to do list in their brain. Mm-hmm. So if men are proactive about minimizing the to do list, it's actually there's a direct correlation between freeing up uh, a woman's headspace
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and having her become available for sex like um
2: because we know that sex starts in the mind for a woman sure it starts yeah. in the brain what is oh john says oh that's another thing that john says
1: every positive thing you do for the relationship is foreplay it's
2: foreplay yeah <laughs> so there's another secret
1: for you <laughs> um but john isn't the only one that we love right like we're we're learning from different people all the time um there's yeah. a guy that I really like to pay attention to in terms of his marriage theory, which is, his name is Terry Real, Terrence Real. And he, um, he teaches a lot about an empowered relationship, which I think is really cool. And, and I tell my clients this all the time, which is that in terms of the secret to an empowered relationship, he says it's basically where both partners are, are know the answer to this question, which is, how do I give you what you need in order for me to get what I want? Um, I'm
2: smiling because I've heard you say this. You really like this phrase. I love it.
1: I love it. I think like people uh, talk about or they get um, sort of in this defensive posture where it's like, well, why should I do that for you if you're not going to do that for me? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, the reason you do it for her is because then you get what you want. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of Machiavellian and sneaky, but I think it's true. Like If you're in a positive feedback loop where you really are trying to solve this mystery of how do I give you what you need in order Mm -hmm. for me to get what I want, then you're Mm -hmm. really just giving each other what you need all the time,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) you know? And uh, so I dig it as a, as a secret to a happy relationship is, is really to find out how to, how to understand what your partner needs Mm -hmm. in order for them to become available to give you what you want. Maybe it's the same thing with that house, housework thing, uh, you know?
2: So sort of similar to Terry Reel's saying, and then the first item that we had talked about of Dr. Gottman's is being concerned with with making your partner or making your wife's dreams come true. In both of those senses, it's essentially getting outside of yourself. And rather than thinking about yourself, you're thinking about your partner first. How can I make your dreams come true? How can I meet your needs? It's this uh, other focused, other yeah, other focused piece of that.
1: Totally. And and I really do think there's no such thing as a purely selfless act. You know, yeah. I mean I think I think if you can sort of reward yourself for or, or, I don't want to say reward yourself, but appreciate that that the benefit of me looking out for you is that you look out for me mm-hmm. or that I feel good or that mm-hmm. I get more sex or that I get more yummy food or whatever, like mm-hmm. then it doesn't have to be this kind of I'm, all constantly her, I'm constantly doing things for her, and constantly doing things for him. Mm-hmm. It Really, can be this sort of mutual uh, churn, mutual churn. I like to call it.
2: So Susan Johnson is another person, and she kind of has this. Uh, it's an acronym. It's A R E, and this idea of Are you there for me? And the the E of the A R E is engagement. And in a lot of ways, I think of this engagement is it's basically showing your partner that you value them that You're attracted to them. And in a lot of ways, I think of that as being almost like romance. Like, what are you doing to romance your partner and be Mm. engaged in their lives? And um, I think that that's sort of similar to what we were just talking about. But so if I could give the ARE, the A is accessibility. Mm. It's this idea that can I reach you when I need you? I'm available to you. I'm available to you. Exactly. Responsiveness is being able to interact with your partner on an emotional level in, in good times and bad times. And I have, I'm actually working with a couple right now. We're really uncovering that there has been a lot of what feels like insecurity and in safety in the relationship because he's not available to her for times that are tough. It's like when, mm-hmm. when I have emotions that are not positive, they're unacceptable and they're not um, they're not yeah. valid and in <laughs> I was hoping that you <laughs> would just ignore the in <laughs>
1: Yeah, it really does sound in No, I get you, though. It's like, um...
2: <laughs> you know what? It's because I did a year of schooling out of the United States. That's why.
1: Right on. OK,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I'm available to you or I'm accessible to you. I'm responsive to you. I'm paying attention to your needs. And then what's yeah. it? I'm engaged with you?
2: I'm engaged with you. Yeah. 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 And so that's what Susan Johnson's sort of key would be to a healthy relationship is this acronym, A-R-E. Oh. So we've talked about Dr. Gottman. We've talked about Terry Real. We've talked about Susan Johnson. These are some really big ones. But what we haven't talked about is the great Zach Brittle and what he thinks, oh, the, the secret.
1: Stop, stop. <laughs>
2: Stop. Stop! No, tell me yeah, more, yeah. more. Wait, when I want to talk you... to.
1: I want to talk to you about this one other guy. He's. Um, I just started his book, and I can't remember the name of it. And if I if I walk across the room, I'll find out. But it, not it, helpful at all. His, his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, his name is Eli Finkel, and and the book I think is called something like the All or Nothing Marriage. But what huh. I like about Eli Finkel is he he talks about. Um, and John kind of does this too a little bit. He talks about the secret is managing your expectations. Um, mm-hmm. There's this quote that I like that he says, we're, we're welcome to ask as much or as little as we want from our marriage, but we better make sure that the expectations are calibrated to what that marriage can provide. Um, so you can, you, can have, uh, you can have really high expectations or really low expectations as long as you, you're realistic about whether or not the marriage can, can achieve those expectations. Um, hmm. So it's really about kind of taking care of your, your, your idea of what a marriage is. I think mm-hmm. the, way, the, reason I, the reason I thought of John is because he talks about how the purpose of the Gottman methodology is to help p- couples have a relationship that's good enough. Right. Um, which used right. to offend me, right? Because I wanted to have a perfect marriage or a tale yeah. marriage. or But now I'm like, no, like, it's just got to be good enough. And it's up to each couple to decide what's good enough. Right. So, and if you want me then to go back to uh, me in terms of what's good enough and whether or not there's a secret. Uh-huh. I think that there's two things that are really critical to any couple in my office. Um, and if they don't have both of these things, Are then... you going to steal
2: mine? You're going to steal mine. No. Okay. I'm,
1: no, I'm not stealing yours. Mine's okay. better than yours. Whatever. <laughs> Why would I steal? <laughs> Why would I steal yours? No, I, no, I really do think this though. Um, I think it's, it's a little unusual because I think if couples have um, on the one hand, hope and on the other hand, imagination, does that mean, Are you nodding because you think I'm stealing yours? No, if I'm stealing I'm, yours because I gave it to you. Um, <laughs> no, I really, do th- I really do think that hope and imagination are critical, right? If you can see uh, into the future a better relationship than the one you have now, if you have hope for that relationship,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then that'll keep you going. And mm-hmm. what it typically means is you're going to have to behave in a way that you're not used to behaving. And so um, we have a limited... We have a limited scope in terms of how we behave, and I think it takes some imagination to get out of that scope. So, um, if couples will have a sense of hope and they're willing to to sort of dig deep in terms of becoming creative about how they achieve that, then I think any couple can recover and have a have a wonderful, happy relationship. So,
2: okay, you're asking me so for the
1: secret. That's that's what it is.
2: I love it. I totally agree with you. I do. And and I think it's really brilliant, actually. Uh, Mostly because I've used this with couples this week that I've worked with. This week? yeah, and Just this week, yeah. Of this idea that... uh, And we talk... Gosh, I've been thinking about it recently of having these sort of moments that I call frying pan moments. Um, Getting knocked upside the head with a frying pan. It's like that make it or break it moment where your relationship just all of a sudden takes a massive turn. Yeah. Okay. You following me here? Okay. So you. Yeah. You have your frying pan moment. And at Mm -hmm. that moment, you have an opportunity to either just go back to what you were doing, or you can really choose to have some imagination as to what you can create in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when we think about taking an existing relationship, the person that you've been married to for the last 15 years And I tell them, I want you to imagine the relationship that you have always wanted. Mm -hmm. I think people just can't get outside of the box. They can't Mm -hmm. even imagine what that would look like. And that's why I think imagination is so critical to be able to throw out these ideas of, I don't want you to imagine the best day you've had in the last 15 years. I want you to imagine something totally different because your imagination, sky's the limit. So I'm with you on the imagination and the hope.
1: Well, you know how I trick people into leveraging their imagination. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, which is I have couples in my office and especially when they have kids, I tell them in about 15 years, your kid is going to be on some therapist's couch and the therapist is going to say, <laughs> tell me about your parents. Yeah. What was their marriage like? And you you want to have some control over what comes out of their mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And you actually do have some control of what comes out of their mouth if you live with a sense of purpose and intention. So Mm-hmm. That's where I make, that's where I, that's how I leverage people's imagination in that way.
2: Yeah. And you use my favorite word, which is intention, mm. uh, just having intention in whatever you do. Um, and I have seen this all too often that couples just go on autopilot. They, they spend the first couple of years having some pretty big fights, getting over some hurdles, having some really tough conversations nice. <laughs> Good, good. Okay. In case you haven't listened to the last, you're getting episodes, better. You're getting better at that word. Oh, I am. It's yeah. me that struggles with conversations. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, but instead, don't turn on autopilot. But just be really intentional about the direction that you're heading, and then have some imagination as to what that might look like, and and plot it on a map. Figure yeah. out where where it is that you're going and what it's going to look like. So that's my wisdom, wise wisdom from Laura Heck.
1: Cool. So the answer then is um, that I'm right. What's the secret? It, it depends on who you ask
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it depends on when you ask it. If you're standing in the pool at Cabo San Lucas, you might get a snarky dad joke in response to the
2: secret. <laughs> a bad, a bad yeah. snarky dad joke at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, you know, I think that there's something really interesting about this. Even this word secret. I think, um, I think maybe the secret is to have a secret, like to have something that, you know, you and your partner are about, um, whether it's small things often or honoring each other's dreams or hope and imagination mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. ARE or empowered marriage or managing expectations, it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't yeah. matter. Like it matters yeah. that you have a sense of what the secret is because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I used to officiate weddings or I, I, I still do from time to time. But one of my favorite things to do is to say to the couple, it doesn't really matter what I tell you right now for two reasons. One, you're not going to remember anything I say. You're It yeah. doesn't, you know, And the second one is anything I tell you is going to be immediately contradicted by somebody else's wisdom. So watch. Mm -hmm. And I say, Hey, people out there who've been married, (laughs) just tell me your one word for the secret to a happy relationship. And I go one, two, three, and everybody kind of shouts their word. And there's like a hundred words. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so I'm kind of like, all of those are right.
2: (laughs) You are correct.
1: You, you you went, you're the winner. Mm -hmm.
2: So I Mm -hmm. think, um,
1: so, yeah, I hope that's been helpful in terms of getting the secret to a happy relationship. We'd love to know your secrets if you have some. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, you know, drop us a line or, or uh, I don't know, whatever else we ask people to do. Yeah. Tweet, tweet at us. We don't tweet. We're not tweeters.
2: No, we definitely don't tweet, but we respond to emails and yep. you can email us at info at 4better. You know what I wanted to Dot tell us. you about? Dot us. Yeah. yeah. Is I wanted to tell you about something that I'm really super excited about. Oh, yeah. Is... Um I have an upcoming live event here in Seattle in Salt Lake. And I'm okay. so, so excited for it. Okay. Um, so I will be in Salt Lake doing what's called a date night and okay. it's on April 27th and the tickets are for sale and it's from 6 30 to 9 30 p.m. And I'm I will be meeting with three other really amazing uh relationship experts here in Salt Lake and we're gonna just we're gonna have a, a killer time with the couples in the audience and just have them Doing some fun things and listening to some really important pieces of wisdom that we have to share. But for the most part, I'm just so excited.
1: Yeah. So if I live in Salt Lake, how do I get tickets?
2: Um, so you can go to you can email me, but it's on Eventbrite. Um and okay. you can find it. Yeah. So just like I think, search your name. Yep. Search my name. You'll find Eventbrite. If I live night. in
1: Seattle, are you going to like video it and show it to me later, uh, like for yeah discount or something?
2: Yeah, we're working on. We have a lot of people that are interested in doing that from a distance, and uh, a distance. we're going to video it. Yeah, and we might video stream it so you can watch it live, but likely cool. it'll be recorded and then you can watch it after the fact. Right on, cool. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I'm happy for you that you're doing that.
2: Thank you. Me too.
1: I don't have any live events coming up. I'm just. Uh, I think I'm just driving to soccer practice in about an hour, so. <laughs> That's next for me.
2: Awesome. Um, Don't get caught up with the traffic stops. They're so confusing.
1: Mm, That's a good throwback. All right. Take it easy, everybody. We'll talk to you later.
2: Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to episode 19. I have to say, it gets a little lonely on this side of the microphone. Um, and I do get super excited. It's like getting an Amazon package, really. When I get an email from one of you just uh, giving me some feedback on something that we're talking about or asking a question. And in case you didn't know, we're also on Facebook. So you can find us at Four Better and it's F-O-R-B-E-T-T-E-R. And for those of you that are near the Salt Lake area, you wanted to attend date night coming up on April 27th. I will be posting the link for uh, tickets to be able to purchase from Eventbrite. And as always, I wanted to thank you so much for the attention and the um, intention that you are turning towards your relationship for better.